We're continuing on in our series about the supernatural power to walk in kingdom abundance and create kingdom wealth. Last episode, we dealt with some of the major lies about wealth and finances that have crept into the church over the years and the enemy's attempt to limit us and keep us trapped in lack. This week, we're going to look at why God wants you wealthy. And if that's hard to get your head around, if that challenges you or stretches you or even kind of offends your theology, that's okay because you're going to see biblically that God truly does want you wealthy and you're going to see why. Now, one thing I want to remind you right here at the top is when we talk about kingdom wealth and kingdom abundance, we're talking about a kingdom overflow, a supernatural abundance of every good thing God has blessed you with through the gift of his son and the indwelling of his Holy Spirit. We're talking about a, a wealth of love, a wealth of peace, a wealth of joy, a wealth of righteousness, a wealth of anointing, a wealth of favor, a wealth of fruitfulness, a wealth of every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, a wealth of everything pertaining to life and godliness. And yes, even a wealth of provision, a wealth of finances. God has given us the ability to not only receive these things, but to partner with him to see them created, to see them made manifest in our lives and through our lives here on earth. And on this episode, you're going to come to understand why. I'm Robert Hodgkin, and this is the Supernatural Mentoring Series, where we make the supernatural simple so that you can grow in the things of the spirit and become even more fulfilled and effective in your faith. So let's talk about why God wants you walking in kingdom wealth. This series on kingdom wealth and kingdom abundance started from, is rooted in Deuteronomy 8.18. And last episode, I promised you at the end that we'd go even deeper into that scripture. So I want you to get that, I want you to get your Bible out and look at Deuteronomy 8.18 afresh with me. It says, it is he, talking about God. This is in the context of being reminded to remember God. And it says, remember God, for it is he who is giving you power to make wealth that he may confirm his covenant. Look at that. Right there is one of the major reasons why God wants you walking in wealth, because it says he gives us this power to create wealth. He gives us this power to, to co-labor with him, to make wealth manifest every good thing, including finances manifest in our lives because it confirms his covenant. When we are wealthy, when we are abundant and overflowing in any good thing that God has blessed us with for his plans and purposes, it confirms and even proves his covenant. Wealth witnesses, wealth proves the covenant of God. And remember, this is really key. One, it says he gives us the power to make wealth to confirm his covenant. So you have the power. If you don't have what you would think of as traditional wealth, remember, we're talking about finances. Yes, but we're talking about more than finances. If you have a wealth of peace, if you have a wealth of joy, if you have a wealth of righteousness, if you have a wealth of favor, those are all 
wealth that God has given you, the ability to see made manifest in your life by believing and receiving and then walking according to his principles so that you can see these things made manifest because they prove his covenant. They prove his covenant to you. Oh my gosh, I have a wealth of righteousness, not on my own, but in Christ Jesus. I am sanctified, set apart, made holy by the blood of the lamb. I'm the very righteousness of God in Christ. You want to talk about a wealth of righteousness. I have it. I have it in Christ. I am the very righteousness of God in Christ. That's the wealth of wealth of wealth of righteousness. Now I have it. The Bible tells me I have it. I need to choose to cooperate, to believe that and to cooperate with the principles of the kingdom and the Holy Spirit within me to see it made manifest in my life. It's the same with the wealth of joy, the wealth of peace, the wealth of love. We have it, the wealth of patience. I have a wealth of patience. I've told you guys this story where years ago I was going through a very challenging, a whole bunch of challenges. I won't go into all the details. If you've read my my book, Winning the Battle for Your Mind, Will, and Emotions, you know this story and you'll chuckle along with me. But I was going through all sorts of one schedule challenge after another. And at one point I realized how impatient I was reacting to all of it. And I cry out to God, Lord, you must give me more patience. And immediately the Lord said, no. And I thought, what do you mean? No, do you not see how impatient I'm being? And I know this doesn't bear witness of you. I'm not looking like you. I'm not sounding like you. You must give me more patience. No. What do you mean? No. And he made it very clear to me that he wouldn't give me more patience because he couldn't give me more patience. He'd given me all the patience that is possible to have in the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I had it. He said, you don't need more patience. You need to choose patience more often. And he's been teaching me ever since. I'm still working on it, guys. He's been teaching me ever since how to cooperate with him to see the wealth of patience that I have in Christ and through the indwelling of his Holy Spirit as a fruit of the Spirit, how to see that wealth made more manifest in my life and through my life. It's the same with provision. But any of the wealth that we cooperate with him to create in our lives, any type of wealth, it proves, it bears witness of, it confirms his covenant. It confirms that he is God with us. It confirms that he is God who will do and has done everything to give us all that he is and all that he has. And it confirms that this covenant of his is a covenant he cut with himself as father, with himself as son on our behalf, but he cut it between himself as father and son. And all we have to do is believe and receive to step into the certainty of this covenant. And when we walk in kingdom wealth, when we co-labor with him to create and manifest kingdom wealth of any kind, including a wealth of finances, it bears witness. It um, uh, 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 um, confirms his covenant. That's a powerful thing to think about. Why does God want you walking in wealth? Because 
you choosing to co-labor and cooperate with him to see any of the wealth he's given you made manifest confirms that he's with you, confirms that his word is true, confirms that there's something special and different about this covenant that he cut on his behalf that all we have to do is step into, that we don't have to earn it. We don't need to earn it. He's done it for us. He's won it, done it, and given it. And he's given us keys and principles on how to see it made manifest. One of the other things we see in Deuteronomy 8.18, let me read it again. It is he who is giving you the power to make wealth that he may confirm his covenant. That The second part is what we were focusing on at first, but now let's focus on the first part where it says it's he who's giving you the power to make wealth. It doesn't just say he gives you wealth, which he can do. God can meet all our needs, all our needs, according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4.19. We looked at that last episode. I won't go back into great detail on that. But know that God promises he'll meet all our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He, he, he can sovereignly and supernaturally download finances to you if you need finances. I've seen him do this. I remember when I first stepped out in ministry, I left everything. I literally, at the age of 40, I literally left everything behind other than the handful of things I could pack into my old Jeep Cherokee when I drove from uh, a Big Fork, Montana, down to the Phoenix Valley here in Arizona, and we started the U.S. base of our ministry here um, and that we've been serving in for the last 20 years. And, and, and I remember... There were several times, especially that first year when I was completely living by faith, where I saw supernatural deposits in my bank account. It's a long story, but I saw large supernatural deposits, so large that it got my attention. It was actually $3,000, which to me is a lot of money, uh, that I went to the bank and said, hey, there's been a mistake. I see this you know, uh, uh, debit for $3,000 and um, I, I, don't, I didn't deposit that. And the bank looked at all their records and they said, no, 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 sir, you did, here's the proof. And the only that was supernaturally deposited. Now, that could be somebody supernaturally felt to come in and put that money in my bank account that I don't know and didn't know about and never said anything to me. Or it could be that God just supernaturally put that money into the bank account. Whatever it was, it was supernatural provision of finances. I had it happen several other times with smaller amounts, like, you know, a couple hundred dollars here, a couple hundred dollars there, where it would just show up out of nowhere in my account. That's God meeting needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, supernatural downloads of financial provision. However, there's a whole nother realm God wants us to step into where he's not just meeting our needs, but he is teaching us how to cooperate with his kingdom economy according to his kingdom principles. So we actually co-labor with him to create wealth. So our needs aren't only met, but now we become a kingdom wealth engine that he can use to meet the needs of others, to meet the needs of the poor, to meet the needs of really good kingdom and missions works here on earth, to meet the needs for whatever needs he wants to meet. Now, all of a sudden, it's not just, oh, God can be a divine ATM machine and, you know, supernaturally feed some cash into me when I need it. He can do it. I've seen him do it, but I'm telling you, there's another realm. It's the power to make wealth, not just receive what we need, but co-labor with God to be a benefactor, 
right? It says Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the enemy. One of the ways you can translate from the original Greek when it says doing good is it could be he went about as a benefactor. He went about pouring out from the well of the kingdom that was within him, the reality of his father and his father's kingdom and all the resources of his kingdom. You need a healing? Let me be a benefactor and pour out a healing. You need a deliverance? Let me be a benefactor and pour out a deliverance. The enemy is oppressing you in any way. I'm here to set you free because as a benefactor doing good works on my father's behalf, I can pour out from the abundance of the kingdom within me here on earth to meet your need for freedom, for healing, for, for, for you name it. We can do the same thing with God, Eve, in any area of wealth, including finances. So one of the other reasons God wants you wealthy is because he wants to use you as a kingdom wealth engine. Remember last episode, we talked about how money's not the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. Money's just a tool. And if you haven't seen that episode, go back and watch it because I shared some details about the wickedness I saw through the love of money when we were working in anti-human trafficking, but also the good things that we saw to break poverty cycles and to help women and children who had been trafficked through using money as a tool to set up micro enterprises and, and set up uh, and sow into orphanages where kids that were set free from that life could be received and made whole body, soul, and spirit again. I talk about it in th that episode. I won't go back into all of that. But what I want you to catch is God is looking for those who understand money is a tool and want to partner with him to cooperate according to kingdom economy and kingdom principles so that you can become a kingdom wealth engine to not just have your needs meet, but to partner with God, your needs met, but to partner with God to meet the needs of others, those in need and, and deserving kingdom works that you feel to sow into and fund. That's another huge reason God wants to see you wealthy. Remember, we are blessed to be a blessing. One of the reasons God wants to see you wealthy is so that you can be a blessing with him and on his behalf. It's his finances, but he's looking for those he can flow great abundance of those finances through. And you're allowed to be blessed along the way. We are blessed to be a blessing. This is sort of a side story, but it kind of relates. One of the big attacks of the enemy that I didn't go into in the episode about exposing the enemy's lies in regards to wealth and, and finances that he's tried to use to limit us and keep the church in lack. Several years ago, um, Uriah and I were in the Seattle area doing something, and we met some wonderful young people. And long story short, in the course of our conversation with them, I said something that one of them didn't like, and they said to me, you better check your privilege. And I wasn't really familiar with the term at the time, and when they explained to me what they meant as checking my privilege, it was because I was a, a middle-aged white male and that I had certain privileges that didn't uh, others didn't have, and I needed to check those or deny those or make sure that I didn't basically move in those or take advantage of those. And when they explained it to me, I very nicely said, well, no, why would I ever check my privilege? And like, well, because there's things you have that others don't. I said, no, no, no. What you're saying is the way God made me, is how God manifested me. And any privilege I have or any blessing I have that someone else doesn't have, I should never check those. 
because those are things that I've been given so I can be a blessing to others. We shouldn't check our privilege. We shouldn't check our blessings. We should embrace them. Now, hold me accountable that I use my blessings to be a blessing to others, because if I don't, then I'm just a reservoir that receives the privilege, receives the blessing. And it's all about me, me, me. And that's gross. But never check your privilege. Never check your your blessings. Embrace them so that you can give to others what they don't have because it's been given to you. So that's really why God wants you wealthy. It, it, it confirms his covenant, but it also makes you a kingdom wealth engine that he can pour through to those in need because you then get to walk in the blessing of being a blessing, which I tell you is the best part of this. It's not about, oh, look at what I have, look at what I have, look at what I have. And there's a wonderful blessing in having. Again, it's a wonderful blessing to have love and peace and joy. I love having an abundance of love and peace and joy. But you know what? As I've matured and grown up as a Christian over these 20 years, one of my favorite things to do with that wealth of love and peace and joy is to pour it out on others, is to bless others with it, especially when they don't deserve it, right? When they're being rude or, or, or you name it, but to meet them with love and peace and joy and help them meet the character and nature of God because I'm moving in the character and nature of God because I have a wealth of that character and nature. I've chosen to receive, I've chosen to walk and I've chosen to give away. And oh my gosh, in this hour, with all that's going on in the world, the, a wealth of kindness, a wealth of patience, a wealth of joy, a wealth of hope, a wealth of love. Will you pour that out on others, especially when they're not being that way towards us? And my goodness, does it confirm the covenant? Does it confirm that God is with us, but it also confirms that God loves them and cares about them and wants to reach out and touch them. It's the exact same thing with a wealth of finances. God wants you wealthy in every good thing. Let's look at this. Second Corinthians 9, 8 says this, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. This is what we're talking about. This is why, other than confirming his covenant, this may be the major reason God gives us the supernatural ability to create wealth, and he wants us walking in kingdom wealth because God is able to make all grace abound to you. Part of that grace is the ability to grab hold of the kingdom economy, the kingdom economic principles that allow us to co-labor with God and create wealth. There's a grace to that. We don't get any credit for it. It's all by grace. It's grace that we see it. It's grace that we believe it. It's grace that we receive it. It's grace that God helps us uh, cooperate and co-labor with him to manifest it. It's grace that we have it. It's grace that, that we say, stay free of the love of money and see money as a tool and a resource. And it's grace that we pour it out. It's grace that we receive the blessings of being a benefactor and, and the joy of giving what God gave to us to somebody else to bear witness of him. Oh my gosh, it's grace, grace, grace. That grace that God makes abound towards us in, the, in, in this area that we're talking about, that grace is the grace to move in the supernatural power 
to make wealth. Why? So that we will always, always have all sufficiency. That's an amazing thing. Always have all sufficiency in everything. Meditate on that scripture. It will be like, whoa, God, you're blowing my mind that you want to make sure you want to help me co-labor with you to create wealth in every area, including finances. So I will always have all sufficiency in everything, not just for me, but what does it go on to say? That you may have an abundance for every good deed. So you can be a kingdom wealth engine. You can be a kingdom benefactor. You can be one who cares for the poor, cares for the widows, cares for the orphans, finances the efforts to to shut down human trafficking and set men and women and young children who have been victims of this free and get them, you know, set up homes and micro enterprises and or whatever areas on your heart. Like I was talking to someone recently who her passion is she wants to build home after home after home, safe house after safe house after safe house that treats women who have been in abusive relationships, gives them and their children a safe place to go, to be anonymous, but also to be taken care of in splendor. You know, the splendor of emotional care, spiritual care, the fullness that they would see the fullness of God in bringing healing and restoration and then setting them up for success as they move on from those houses. What's that going to take? Well, it's going to take having all grace abound towards her so that she will always have all sufficiency in everything so that she may have an abundance for every good deed God puts on her heart to build these homes and and bring in the the people who can minister and bring healing and restoration and education and all the things that are needed. God wants you wealthy so that you can be one of his 2 Corinthians 9, 8 wealth engines of having an abundance for every good deed so you can sow into, you can finance, you can help with every good deed he puts on your heart that you see and say, this, I want to be a part of helping make this happen, helping sustaining this, helping grow this. That's a pretty amazing thing. When you read 2 Corinthians 9, 8, if you get this quickening of, oh my gosh, I want to have an abundance for every good deed. And I, I want to have an abundance so I can buy another whatever house or car. But oh, how about buying a house and a car for somebody who doesn't have one? How exciting is that? I remember years ago when I got to give a house away, it was so exciting. And it was it was this faith project because it was like, all right, God, I know if I give this away, something else is coming. I remember the first time I gave a car away. It was I was fairly young in the Lord, but I thought, Lord, I don't have much, but I have this and this person needs it. And I'm going overseas for three months. I don't need a car while I'm overseas. And I God put it on my heart for a good work, not to just say, hey, you can borrow my car for the next three months. I, I didn't you know, I could have done that. But what the Lord put on my heart was to give them my car. I came home after three months and I remember thinking, all right, how's this going to work? And the way it worked was God arranged somebody to loan me a car for about a week and a half while I went and shot for cars. He highlighted for me the car he wanted me to have, and then he made a way for me to have it. It was amazing. But it all started with me realizing, okay, my old Jeep that I'm not going to need for the next three months that this person loves and this person wants, I have an abundance. I have a vehicle 
that they need that I can sow. And I want you to catch this. This abundance begins with often what we have. Don't wait until you have a parking lot full of cars. Just wait until God nudges you that the, the car you have, it's an abundance. Or you've got a car, you don't need that bicycle anymore. Now you have an abundance of vehicles. So the bicycle. And that's how, and next episode, we're going to look at the kingdom principles that we, and the kingdom tools he's given us to unlock this realm. But I just want to give you that foretaste that it doesn't necessarily start when we have millions and millions and millions of abundance. It can start as soon as God highlights something to you. I've given away so many things that I only had one of, but God told me to do it. And it would be amazing when I needed a computer. He told me to sew um, a, a, a piece of equipment that was not a full on computer, but somebody wanted it was uh, back in the day whenever he had iPods, somebody wanted an iPod. I sold the iPod. I had an abundance, which happened to be one at the time, but I sewed that, sewed it with intention because I wanted to be a blessing. I wanted to, I, I realized that in that case, one iPod was an abundance for the good deed of giving this person something they wanted that they couldn't have on their own. I was a kingdom wealth engine with one iPod. So that's why part, part of what God wants to do in all of this is also help you see the wealth that you have. Don't wait until you're wealthy the way the world thinks of wealth. Realize the wealth you have. Realize the wealth you have in love and peace and joy and righteousness and favor and anointing and patience and kindness and compassion and all those things I talked about. But realize we also have more than most people in the world have, even when it comes to finances. And we are blessed to be a blessing. God wants to highlight that to you. And he also wants to increase it in you. He wants to help you see that he has given you the power to create wealth. So it's that simple. God wants us walking in kingdom wealth so we can be a sign of confirmation of his covenant in our lives and through our lives. God wants us walking in kingdom wealth so we can be an expression of his generosity and provision and be a source on his behalf for every good work that is in need. So next episode, as I said, we're going to start talking about the tools God has given us. We're going to look at some of the most powerful supernatural tools God has given us that helps us plug into his kingdom economy and unlock this realm of the power to create wealth, no matter what is going on in the world. And I want you to catch that. None of this is dependent on how the stock market is doing. None of this is dependent on how the dollar is doing or whatever the currency is in your nation where you're watching from. And none of this has anything to do with how uh, 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 the stock market is doing or the, the world's economy is doing. None of it has anything to do with that. It's kingdom economy. It's kingdom principles. It's kingdom tools. And God has given them to us so that we can partner with him to make wealth. And we're going to look at those tools next episode. So, hey, be sure to subscribe to this channel so that you will be notified whenever we do upload more content or another episode of the Supernatural Mentoring Series. And please share these videos with anyone and everyone you can think of who also wants to grow in the supernatural aspect of their kingdom faith. And one last thing I want to say, 
I always love to end this way. I want to give a huge shout out to the partners of Robert Hodgkin Ministries that make all of this possible. Our Supernatural Mentoring Series, our Heroes Arise show, all the media we're doing on Prophetic Words for 2024, the events we do, the missions we do, the nations that we go to. You partners help make all that possible. And I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you've been watching the Supernatural Mentoring Series or any of our other media or come to any of our meetings and you have not yet partnered with Robert Hodgkin Ministries, I want to encourage you to do so. Simply go to roberthodgkin.com, click the giving link, and you can sow a one-time generous donation that we will put to good work and be very, very thankful for. But I'd love for you to really, really consider joining our go team becoming a monthly partner joining the go team and being part of god's solution to help us bring his presence power and personality to the whole wide world we are helping to empower the church globally and we would love for you to be a part of that by going to roberthodgkin.com clicking the giving link and as i said one-time donation god bless you thank you so much we'll put it to good work but we'd love for you to be a partner be part of our go team and help us go to the nations through meetings ministry uh, missions and media thanks so much for being with me for this episode of the supernatural mentoring series I'll see you back here for the next episode when we start digging into the supernatural tools God has given us to create wealth. If you're hungry for more of the supernatural, you don't have to wait for the next Supernatural Mentoring Series video. I recommend you go and get a copy of my new book, Realms of Power, Operating in Untapped Dimensions of Holy Spirit Power Today. You can get it through roberthodgkin.com, amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com. You can go to your local bookstore, and if they don't have it on the shelf, they'll order it in for you. And if you happen to like ebooks, well, you can get a Kindle edition from Amazon, or you can get an iBook edition from Apple Books. But anywhere in the world, you can get a copy, either a hard copy or a, a, a digital copy, an, an ebook copy of Realms of Power. And it'll open up 12 different supernatural realms of power in the Holy Spirit to you. Every single chapter is another, it's about another realm, shows you scripturally what you have and gives you keys on how to begin to move in it. So you can start establishing these realms in your life and in the earth through your life. There are things like the power of faith, the power to work miracles. Um, the power to shift atmosphere, the power of tongues, the power of decree, the power to create wealth, and so much more. Get your copy of Realms of Power and start moving in the supernatural aspects of your Christian faith today.